My biggest mistake with shiny objects is, of course, focusing on too many and not just letting my best program be my number one focus so I could grow it quickly. Ever worry about making mistakes in your coaching business? Or maybe you're terrified you'll get something wrong. First off, don't panic. Everyone makes mistakes. Second, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Coach Pony Podcast Season 3. This season is all about mistakes that coaches make when building their businesses. From contracts to relationships to websites to events, we'll cover it all to save you time and stress. And most of all, to remind you that mistakes are normal. So with that, let's get down to business. Welcome back to the Coach Pony Podcast, and I'm here as always this season with the amazing Bobby Palmer from datelikeagrownup.com. Hi, Christine. I'm excited about today. Me too. I am really excited because we're here to talk about shiny objects and the mistakes that come up when you maybe get a little distracted by something sparkly right in front of you, which I definitely did. Actually, we both talk about this a lot to each other and have to kind of jump on the grenade with each other periodically because we are, we, we are both full of many ideas. But with that, I wanted to just go ahead and dive in and get to the story. Let's get to the mistake. So Bobby, I'm going to turn it over to you. Christy, we both have, like you said, a lot of these. One thing I, I want to say before we get started is this is so valuable, the fact that you and I have been masterminding for so many years, because the times that we've talked each other down from going after these shining objects, I think it has helped each of our businesses tremendously, don't you think? Yes. Yes. Having someone to tell you no, like, what are you doing? You've <laughs> yeah. made this mistake already is really yeah. helpful. Or like, yeah, you're already working 75 hours a week. So chill, baby. Do that next year. Okay. So Christy, you won the shiny object mistake prize this week. What is your greatest shiny object mistake? My biggest mistake with shiny objects is, of course, focusing on too many and not just letting my best program be my number one focus so I could grow it quickly. So Christy, tell me a little bit more. The background is, this is a a mistake from my revolutionary club business, which is career coaching. In addition to Coach Pony, I still have that business. And I was really bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as a coach. And I knew starting out that I wanted to do more than private coaching. I thought I wanted to do group coaching. And then I saw all of these other coaches with books and online programs and retreats and everything else. And I thought, oh, I can do that too. I should do that too. But I knew group coaching was like my big passion. And by the way, we have a great episode on this in season two on building a group coaching program. So feel free to check out season two if you want to know more about how to make money doing it and everything else. But to get back to the story, so I built out this program called the Career Happiness Revolution, and I poured love and time and attention to it. And I launched it and we did really well. And I launched it a couple times and we did really well. And then I decided I wanted to do a retreat and I wanted to get my book out and I wanted to do all this other stuff. So I turned the, uh, the career happiness revolution into a once a year program. So I only open enrollment for it once a year, which was a huge mistake because I thought I was doing all this other awesome stuff. I was, you know, doing retreats. I was writing a book. I was created the networking masterclass, you know, an online do-it-yourself program. 
and I turned my book into a program and all this other stuff. But the career happiness revolution was my most profitable program. It was, you know, in its heyday around $1,200 for people to join. It was an eight week program. It was super easy for me to administer. I spent tons of time and money and energy in building a portal and creating this amazing structured process for my students. And I only ran it once a year. <laughs> but yet, people, busy. yeah, but people want to find their passion more than once a year. And it was a really, I like, think our reviews for this program are amazing. Like I go back and I don't run this particular program anymore, but I go back and look at it. And I'm like, man, like, what was I thinking? And so if I had just made that an evergreen program or opened up enrollment more than once a year, two things would have happened. One is that I would have made more money because this program made, it was a multi-multi six-figure program. I made a lot of money doing this program, but I could have made so much more <laughs> if I had actually just offered it more. But more importantly, I would have been a better coach. I would have been able to enroll people better because I would have been practiced at it. Like I never allowed myself to get that good because I was only doing it once a year. Like I was good, but it could have been so much better. I could have had this seven-figure program, could have grown my business faster, but I was so unfocused and so I was so distracted. And if I could go back and look at all of my programs and all of my prices, you know, I had programs for $35 and $200 and, you know, then I had private coaching for $6,500, but the Career Happiness Revolution was the profitable, scalable program. Like, and I just want to slap myself. Why, why didn't I put my time and effort there? You know, instead of giving it three or four months attention a year, what if I gave it 12 months of attention? It would have just grown exponentially and my business would have just exploded in a good way. And I, you know, and I would have been a better coach on this issue. So uh, I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself too. I'm thinking, why didn't I slap you even better? <laughs> <laughs> I know, Bobby, I'm I'm gonna blame you. It's my like, fault. Where, where were you in all of this when I was making these decisions to just yeah. open enrollment once and move on and then sell a much cheaper program that was way less profitable? <laughs> yeah, well that's that's what you get when your mastermind partner has shiny object syndrome too. Yeah. So you kind of talked a little bit about what you would do differently, right? Which is focus on that one program. I think too, something is what about actually, and I don't remember if we did this, if you you did this. What about really checking your like really quantifying your results? Do you think if you did a better job at that, it might have helped you make the decision not to go off to these other things, seeing how profitable and and you enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah. Two things come to mind with that question you just asked, which is one, I did not do a good enough job tracking my numbers. And if I had looked more closely at my different programs and the profit like retreats aren't that profitable um, in general because they have so much sunk cost usually. Um, and so it's hard. It's hard to get that. It's, you know, if you don't get enough people there, you lose profit. But online programs, they are really profitable, especially if you really figured out the leverage. So if I had looked at my numbers, I probably would have made smarter decisions. And then also if I had just listened to my husband because mm. he said. Hey, Christy, that launch went really well. Why don't you try to do that one again instead of constantly designing something new? So if I just listened to Suhab and kind of just allowed myself to get really, really good at selling and launching and delivering this one thing, again, my focus would have grown. Instead of going in a million directions, which I was, and constantly shifting gears trying to sell a new product or program, because by the way, every time you sell a new program, there's a learning curve, no matter how long you've been in business. When I launch new programs today, even with all of my expertise and knowledge of my community and how to sell, I still am not always as good at it the first time as I am the second time, right? So if I, uh, 
if I had just listened to him and allowed myself the space to just get better and to focus, my business growth would have been so much faster. Ugh, past me, man. I'm so angry at past me. <laughs> no, that there's nothing valuable about that because, of course, as we know, there's something good about making mistakes, right? So what was the good thing about that? All right. Good job, Bobby. Way to pull me back on track. Thank you. Yes. Good mastermind partnering there. So the good thing about this and, you know, two things. At the time, I didn't know I was doing wrong, right? Or not wrong. I didn't know that I probably wasn't making the smartest decision for my business. So at the time, I, you know, I was just, I was having fun trying new programs and I was able to kind of figure out my sweet spot, which is, as I had always suspected, these large-scale group programs, what I wanted to do from day one. So by the way, if you're a new coach and there's something you really want to do, it's probably your sweet spot. You know, stick with it. But, you know, it allowed me to play and kind of really learn where my sweet spot was. And then when I started Coach Pony, the really cool thing that came from this mistake was when I started Coach Pony, I was much more aware. And I was like, this was the mistake I made. That I was sitting on a seven-figure, multi-seven-figure program, and I... I didn't allow the, it the space to grow, so I'm not going to do that again. So with Coach Pony, we have one program. It's called Build a Real Business. And if you're a new coach that needs help building your business, you know I put everything into this program. I upgrade it and work on it all the time. It is my single obsession. And therefore, I think it's amazing. And that's why we have literally hundreds of reviews. Because I'm always working on it, I'm always in it. The team and I are focused on it. And so it allowed me to just focus in Coach Pony. I was like, we're doing one thing and we're going to do it extraordinarily well. Our goal is going to be to be the best business training for coaches out there, bar none, hands down. And so I need to put all of my energy and focus there. And of course, the result is not surprising. It exploded in a good way, right? You know, we enrolled, I tested it out with my community and with a limit of 20 people just to beta test it. And then, you know, within a few months, we had started enrolling hundreds of people. So there you go. And then, you know, years later, we're getting into the thousands. So yeah, yeah, you did. You really did learn a lot from that experience. And I, I really think one thing that's important that we kind of glossed over, well, two things. One is shiny object syndrome happens a lot when you want to be like other people. Mm. Right? Because you said, Oh, I watched I do I do did that for years too. look what they're doing. That looks so cool. And I could do that. That's what you said, Christy. I can do that. Just because yeah. you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And we don't know what's behind the curtain. Larry tells me that all the time, my husband. It looks so easy when other people do it. And you think, oh, I could do that. That'll only take, I don't know, like 40 hours of time. But we don't know the hundreds and hundreds of hours and all the different resources they're paying to get it done. And so really focus on what you love. I, I, I think that's so important. And I don't know, what do you, I, this may be a tangent. And Let's take a tangent. Let's, I'm, uh, let's, I'm on board. Let's hop in that tangent car. Let's go. What do you think about the idea of watching what other people are doing? Because there's, I go through phases where I get other people's emails and I look at what they're doing and I really pay attention. And then I get this kind of, this envy, right? Mm. And envy is not positive and it's not constructive. And that's sometimes what sends me off into, you know, oh, I think I'll do that when it's just not for me. What do you think? Yeah. You think you should should do that? That's a good question. I I think yes, but with boundaries. 
So I try not to do it on social media very much because I feel like that can be grossly misportrayed, you know, as to what's really going on. But for me, I've always learned so much and I enjoy like being on people's email lists and watching them launch programs or products and making (laughs) guesses about how I think their launch is doing and seeing what moves me. Like if, is there an email that got me to open it? Is there something that got me to click, even if I'm not in their ideal client base? Um, Because I feel like I learn a lot from my own reactions to things and it helps me think, oh, this moved me. You know, let me think about why this moved me so I can kind of take that lesson forward to my community. But I do think there's, you should measure yourself. So I think it's good to watch other people, but you should always keep your sort of goals and your Mm -hmm. lifestyle desires front and center and measure yourself against you, not anyone else. Because to your point, Bobby, you don't know what those people came in with. You don't know what kind of team they have to support them. Like sometimes people say, oh, I had a million dollar launch and you find out, well, yeah, they spent eight or $900,000 on Facebook ads. So they had a million dollar launch, but after they pay for the ads and their team, they're left with $30,000, right? Right. You know, this story is, is one I've heard multiple times. So this is not just me making stuff up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, you, you don't know the whole story. So you, sh- you gotta, like, the best thing is to compare yourself against you and watch your own growth. And I, again, I said, as I said, I try to stay off social a little bit with that stuff, which is why, you know, Coach Pony isn't as active on social as you might think we should be. Um, but I, I just, I learn a lot and I enjoy it. But if you don't enjoy it, if it causes the compare and despair, then yeah, stay off, you know. Mm, compare and despair. I love that. What yeah. you said, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of value and you can learn a lot from other people's work. But I also think you should wait till you are grounded enough in your own business and in your own object, your own life objectives and business objectives before you start really checking out other people. Like you said, Christy, compare against yourself. If you don't have that, that foundation of your own thing and what you like to do and what you're good at and what you want to be, you know, what your focus is and what you want to accomplish. That's what gets you all over the place, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like you should kind of have an idea of where you're driving your business and why and what key values your business is helping you live in your life and in your coaching. I agree with you. And I want to add a caveat. I think every coach, you should be learning at all times being an entrepreneur is is something you got to learn and things change fast and you're not going to get success and build clients without keeping up your learning but i would argue you know find one person to learn from and so don't sign mm-hmm. up for 12 people's lists so you're getting 12 different information about like oh high touch programs are the only way to go or oh you know sell 3 day events that's the only way to go or you know whatever it is or sell like a $37 product that's the only way to go cuz that'll overwhelm you and confuse you trust yourself to make a smart decision about what you need to learn and then find a mentor or a course or a program or a podcast and just focus in, you know, on really, especially if you've made a monetary investment, you know, focus in on honoring that investment and seeing it through. When people sign up for our Build a Real Business program, one thing I ask them to do as part of our mindset training early on is to unsubscribe from any other coach or uh, or filter out any other emails that they're getting about business for you know the duration of the program. And after the program's over, they're more than welcome to resubscribe. But I find that the coaches that struggle the most stay subscribed to all these people, and they have twelve, you know, or twenty different people in their ear telling them different things, and they're unable to focus on the content that they're getting that they paid for, and engage with it in the right way, and they get lost and confused and overwhelmed, and they don't make progress. 
so you know i agree with you like filter it be really mindful of your boundaries but like when you find someone who really inspires you and you want to learn from especially if you paid for a program from them like stick with it you know focus in and then you can open yourself up to more learning that was really long-winded but <laughs> did it make sense <laughs> but so but really very helpful i was going to be i was going to be sarcastic i know that's really shocking and say that was so brilliant no that is that's <laughs> As always, Christy, that's, it is really good advice. And I would just append that by saying Christy Mims and build a real business uh, is what you should be focusing on. <laughs> I can say that. See? Great. Okay. So, uh, Bobby's always here to knock me down a peg and keep me keep no, me I'm, No, I'm, which, I, which I appreciate. I'm telling them that you really, truly are the best at this, the absolute best at this. If I had built a real business at the very beginning of my business... I would be in seven figures, not six. I'm I'm absolutely 100% sure of that. Uh, so thank I'm you. I'm being very sincere. Okay. So um, what do you think, Christy? Is it time for a lightning round? Oh my gosh. We should get to, we should get to some tips. But because the lightning round is our, our, and our tips are the sweetest part of each episode, I always have to say that we're sponsored by something. And today, and an, a nod to be healthy since... <laughs> The chocolate I'm always bringing up is, you know, maybe, I don't know, medicinal, but is it? Uh, um, so I've been drinking the Sakira chocolate metabolism booster every morning in, in lieu of breakfast just because of the amount of chocolate I eat during the rest of the day. It helps control cravings and everything else, and it's, it tastes really good. So I'm just going to give them a little bit of a shout out because I discovered them. I was like, ooh, healthy chocolate breakfast treat that's going to help me not eat too much chocolate. Like, I'm on board. And we are also sponsored by Build a Real Business. You've heard us mention it on this podcast. So if you're a new coach or a coach that's struggling and is a little bit newer and not getting clients, check out Build a Real Business over at www.coachpony.com forward slash barb dash invite, B-A-R-B dash invite. It's a structured program to help you set up your business systems and get a steady stream of paying clients with training, live support, and a wonderful, wonderful community. And we'd love to, we'd love to have you. With that, Bobby, let us get to the tips. Can you give us tip number one? Focus on one thing. Focus on one thing. Get really good at that. Track your results and do that before you add a bunch of other things. Yes, please. Please do that. Yeah, it's really simple, but it's so hard to do with that shiny object syndrome. It's really hard to do. How about you, Christy? What's the next tip? Tip number two. One thing I really want you to do is figure out, you know, what you want for your business and what kind of coaching you most enjoy. Make your decisions based on your likes and wants and desires and not what you're seeing out there on the social media universe or anywhere else. Don't feel like you have to do what everyone else is doing. Do what works for you. Bobby, can you say tip number three for us? Just plain old focus. I mean, seriously, we can't say this enough. I have major ADHD. Like I am diagnosed off the charts ADHD. So I realize I can, I can confirm that. That is true. <laughs> Thank you. You've been putting up with me for so many years. I throw shit against the wall, see what sticks. You know, the idea is just promise yourself, make some promises to yourself that you're going to focus on one thing. Try your best. And if it doesn't work, you can move on. But a lot of times it doesn't work just because like what Christy talked about, we just don't give it enough time and we don't try to tweak it enough and perfect it enough. And we're doing it for the wrong reasons. 
you see someone else writes a book, you're like, oh, I should write a book. It'll be good for my business. But you don't think about how is this book going to make me money? Is it really worth my time? How am I going to sell it? Again, how is it going to make me money? By the way, we have an episode on that too. So go back in the archives <laughs> yeah. and check out how to write a, how to write a book. Also, how much time does it take away from you doing other things like your primary project that's doing really well? You got to give yourself the space to practice and that I wish I had done, I'd given myself more space to do that with my programs. And, you know, that's why the Career Happiness Revolution was only a multi six figure program and not a seven figure program. And that's why Build Your Own Business is a seven figure program. So. <laughs> and there's coaches going, yeah, only, only six <laughs> figures. <laughs> I mean, I remember when that was like, oh my gosh, if I could just make $10,000 on this launch. Yeah. And if you focus, you'll get, truly, you'll get farther faster. You really will. Yeah. Really, I, I look back just like you kind of kicked yourself about this a little bit. And of course I've got major shiny object stories, but I look back at a few of my programs that were really good and they really helped a lot of women. And I, I went, oh, that didn't make me six figures. I need to move on, which was just completely ridiculous you know yeah because it's like of course it's not going to make you six figures right away for most of us but you know you listen to other coaches right you listen to other coaches about you can make six figures on your first launch that's why we need to listen to you because <laughs> you teach reality that will help in the long run so much so much yeah i'm not by the way bobby and i we we support all of your dreams like we want everyone listening to this podcast to be successful in their coaching to business and to make whatever money feels appropriate to you and serve mm -hmm. whatever clients you really want to most serve but yeah i mean for most of us it's a bit of a process it takes practice it doesn't happen overnight you know people who tell you otherwise aren't probably going to be the best people to listen to you know yeah and one of the reasons i'm in six and not seven figures is that i love private coaching so for me personally, I decided a few years ago that I love group coaching, but I also just really like high touch. And so for me, I sort of gave up the idea of doing really big launches for really serving, you know, 20, 30 individual clients at a time. And for me, that works really well. Yeah. And I, I had to finally decide that. And it was hard because other people were doing it differently and making more money. And I, I want to say, too, you set up a really cool sales funnel that allowed you to do stuff that you like in terms of marketing. Bobby loves to speak, and she's really, really good. Through her webinar, she's able to totally keep her pipeline full of $7,000 coaching clients. I mean, yeah. Bobby's not cheap, you guys. And she's actually turned people away just by a super simple sales pipeline by focusing in on what she's good at and keeping everything just focused. It's just it's been amazing to watch. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up um, all these shiny object mistakes. So Bobby, it's time to do our closeout. Are you ready? Remember, you can't be great without making mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, hit subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate you. And if you know another coach who could really benefit or is struggling, feel free to share the podcast with them. Finally, if you want to avoid more mistakes in your business, then please, for the love of chocolate, join Build a Real Business, our comprehensive program to help you find happy paying coaching clients. It's the step-by-step -step training and real live support that you need to build a coaching business that you absolutely love. 
You can find more information over at coachpony.com forward slash Barb dash invite. That's coachpony.com forward slash B-A-R-B dash invite. I can't wait to help you and I'll see you next time. Saddle up. Let's ride. Let's ride.